Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is. Back and better than ever. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Spectacular Thursday live from the South Street Seaport this morning. Lower Manhattan. We open Get Up this morning by saying TGIT. Thank God it's Thursday because we have an incredible sports day. I mean, jam packed. Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Here's your Straight Talk. This day is filled with great sports. You want to hear? Here we go. Bengals and the Browns kick off week two in the NFL. Each team dropped their season opener. Each team looking for their first win. Then, game two, Eastern Conference Finals in the NBA. Celtics looking to even their series after the Heat's dramatic overtime win in game one. Meanwhile, second round of the WNBA playoffs. Phoenix Mercury in action after a buzzer-beating win on Tuesday night. Hockey. Eastern Conference Finals, Islanders looking to force a Game 7 against the Lightning. A dozen baseball games today, including the Twins and White Sox in the afternoon in Chicago, can lock up a playoff berth. And saving my favorite for last, the U.S. Open is underway at Wingfoot. My second favorite golf event of the year. And they are playing as we speak. Tiger Woods is on the course as we speak and having a decent day. The course is supposed to play incredibly hard thus far today. It does not appear to be. I think the suggestion is today and tomorrow will be okay. The weekend will be brutal as far as the way they set up the golf course. But we will have plenty of time to talk about that. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Delighted that you are here on this Thursday. We have a lot of stuff to get to. And I mentioned right off the top that the battle for bragging rights in the state of Ohio are at stake tonight. But there's a lot more at stake than that. The game tonight between the Bengals and the Browns is a big one, a very big one, and not for Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is a good player of whom very little is expected this year. Any reasonable person recognizes Joe Burrow's job is to play well, keep his team in games, get better, and start working towards a better future in Cincinnati. Anything more than that he can accomplish would be spectacular. No one would complain, but no one is going to complain on the other side either. His counterpart, also the first pick in the draft, Baker Mayfield, has everything at stake tonight because the weekend starts tonight. And that's brought to you by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. If you were to sit right now and make a ranking of the quarterbacks in the state of Ohio in the three big football teams in the state, the Browns, the Bengals, and the Buckeyes, and I ask you in an honest moment, if you could start a franchise with any of the three of them right now, I'm not asking you who's the best right now. That's not fair to the pros. Justin Fields is still a college kid, and he's only really started for one year. But if I said that we could just, you're starting a franchise, you're getting an NFL franchise to start and you have the first pick, and those three are the quarterbacks to choose from. In what order are you taking them? I think you could fight over number one. But I think the only obvious one is that Baker Mayfield is three. These things happen a lot on potential. The potential of Justin Fields is extraordinary. People are talking about him possibly vaulting Trevor Lawrence to become the number one pick in next year's draft. Joe Burrow just had the greatest college season of all time and showed well 
for what it's worth, in his first NFL game against what I think is a pretty good defense. Baker Mayfield? Hmm. Now, I have been a fan. I have been on record as supporting Mayfield from the beginning. I watched the first game he won, the first game Cleveland had won in like 74 years, which was on a Thursday night against the Jets. I watched him come in off the bench, spark that team, and do more than just that. He played well. That whole rookie year, he was good. That wasn't a, a, a facade. It wasn't a charade. It happened. He's good. He's got, he's got it in him. He was drafted into a terrible situation. That is a franchise that is just a mess. And take it from one who knows what a messy franchise looks like and feels like. It's the constant turnover of coaches and game plans and systems and teammates. But the time for all of that conversation ends if they lose tonight. If they lose tonight and he plays badly, all heck is going to break loose in Cleveland, and well, it should. Well, it should. So this is an enormously impactful and important game for Baker Mayfield. Because if he loses tonight, he is, he is knocking on Mitch Trubisky's door. He's about to become the guy whose team is not going to pick up his fifth-year option, and they're going to bring in someone legitimate to take his job away, just as they did in Chicago. And further, the head coach in Cleveland now is Kevin Stefanski. Stefanski was the offensive coordinator in Minnesota when Case Keenum had by far his best year ever. That team made a deep run in the playoffs. That was the Minneapolis Miracle Vikings. Stefanski is now the coach in Cleveland, and Keenum is the backup. So if you don't think the coach believes he can win with the backup quarterback, you're mistaken. In fact, he knows he can because he's done it. So I'm not suggesting that I think Baker Mayfield gets benched if he plays badly tonight. But I do think we start moving in that direction. I hope it doesn't happen because Baker Mayfield is interesting. I'm in the interesting business. I like interesting things to happen. I like interesting people. Baker Mayfield is interesting. Trouble is interesting doesn't win your football games. So he's got to transition from being interesting to being good. In fact, ultimately, he's going to have to transition to being great because that's a team they put together to win a Super Bowl with all that talent and all that money they spent on some of these guys. And that brings us to the next person in Cleveland, and that's Odell. Odell Beckham Jr., I'm not a Giant fan. Any of you who know anything about me, you know that I root for the New York Jets, but I live in New York, and I, watch, I have watched every snap, or at least I did watch every snap Odell Beckham ever took as a member of the New York Giants, and that guy is magic. He's incredible. Julio, DeAndre, uh, Michael Thomas, anybody you want to say, none of them were definitively better than him. There's a list of the best receivers in football, and he was unquestionably on it, no matter how short that list was. The issues with him had nothing to do with how good he were. They had to do with him being something of a pain in the neck. But all of a sudden, for the most part, let's put the social media insanity of last week aside, there's been very little off-the-field stuff with him. It's not about the things he's saying. He's not proposing to a kicking net or anything. He's just non-existent. He's dropping balls, targeted 10 times last week, two catches, two catches. Rodell Beckham, was it three? It says three on my screen. I thought it was two. Either way, it stunk. I missed the third one because it seemed so irrelevant. Three catches, 22 yards. What's happening? Keyshawn talked about that. Keyshawn knows a little something about being a wide receiver with a lot of expectations. He talked about it this morning here on ESPN Radio. Let's hear it. 
If you're the San Francisco 49ers and there's a conversation to be had, you may want to have that conversation with Cleveland and see if you could kick those tires. If you're the New England Patriots, mm. you may want to see what that is. You may want to just kick that tire because guys like OBJ, when you get to winning programs and positive coaches, you tend to flourish under that, right? I mean, you just do. Interesting. So he's suggesting that maybe the circumstances are working against OBJ. I don't have an argument for that. He is a guy, well, front runner is not the, exactly the word I mean to use. All I'll say is, right now, it isn't working. That's not debatable. It's not even an opinion. It's just a statement of obvious fact. It's a disaster. For what they gave up for him and what the expectations are with him, this is a disaster. And something's got to be done. So this Cleveland team that a year ago the world was ready to anoint and they became a disaster. They made the coaching change. And this year I anointed them a playoff team and the opening week was a disaster. They better win tonight. They better win and play well. If they don't, I'm, I'm bordering on afraid of what the conversation might sound like next week. I'm Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Lewis Riddick will join me on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line a little later in this hour, and I look forward to chatting with him. And I invite you to cover all your bases with Straight Talk Wireless. Get the same networks as big carriers, only pay up to 50% less. Get the unlimited plan with 25 gigs of high-speed data, then 2G, for just 45 bucks a month, only at Walmart. Savings may vary. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. Bubba, play me a song. Happy birthday, Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, a quarter of a century old today and a half a billion dollars. It's pretty good. Adam Schefter made the point with us on TV this morning. Patrick Mahomes is the only person who's had a good 2020. (laughs) Patrick Mahomes won a Super Bowl, was a Super Bowl MVP, got engaged, got a contract that's worth half a billion dollars. He's having a good year. The rest of us, not so much. He's having a good year. Patrick Mahomes turns 25 today. So I'll take you behind the curtain of how we do things. So after I finish this show every day at 2 o'clock, I have a conference call with the staff of Get Up, and we talk about the stuff we want to do the following morning. And the conversation came up. We want to do something for Mahomes' 25th birthday. Let's talk about where he is ultimately going to finish. He's 25 now. Where do we project him to be when he's 30 or 35 or anything? And then we had the idea... Let's not do that. Let's work it in reverse. Let's go take the other greatest quarterbacks of all time and find out where they were when they were 25. So rather than projecting with Patrick Mahomes, all of us can sit here and say, oh, he's going to be the best ever, because your eyes tell you that he is. Let's look and see where were all these other guys when they were 25. So the crew did a good job with that. Here's what they came up with. They They chose four quarterbacks, all of comparatively recent vintage. We didn't go back to... Johnny Unitas, we didn't go back to people like that, that far back, not even to guys in the 70s like Bradshaw and Staubach because the game was so different. The numbers would be so skewed. So here's where we are. Patrick Mahomes on his 25th birthday, you know exactly where he stands. He's a Super Bowl MVP. He's a league MVP. That's what he's accomplished. Tom Brady, the day he turned 25, was also coming off his first Super Bowl title and a Super Bowl MVP. Those came in his first year as a starter. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was coming off back-to-back seasons as a pro bowler, but had yet to win a playoff game. 
Remember, Peyton started his career 0 for 3 in the playoffs. The third loss came when he was 27 years old, and it was 41 nothing to the Jets. So Patrick Mahomes is well ahead of that. Dan Marino, on his 25th birthday, had won a league MVP. He had more Pro Bowls and more first-team All-Pros than Mahomes. But, of course, he hadn't won a Super Bowl, and as you know, he never would. Finally, Joe Montana. Joe Montana, the day he turned 25, hadn't done anything. At that point, he was 2-6 and six as a starter. He would experience his big breakthrough season in this year, the year he turns 25, or turned, in his case, 25. So is Mahomes ahead of all of them? That's the question. The answer is, he probably is. When you look at the way he plays, when you look at the numbers that he's put up, when you compare them to those guys, Brady, Peyton, Marino, Montana, it's a good group. Could have used some others. Could have used Brett Favre. Could have used other names. Those are the ones that we chose. His level of accomplishment at this point probably exceeds any of them. And again, the eye test, the situation that he's in, which is to say his coaching, his teammates and everything else, and the way the game is played now with the rules that have changed even since guys like Brady and Peyton were starting, I do believe he's trending towards being the greatest of all time. Now, obviously, everything has to continue to go right. He has to stay healthy. But barring some sort of catastrophic injury or other unimaginable event, I do believe Patrick Mahomes is trending towards being the greatest quarterback of all time, towards being the GOAT, trending to be the best ever. And as I was putting together notes for the show this morning, I found myself thinking, can we say that, trending towards being the best ever, about any other current team sport athletes. And the reason I limit it to team sports is because if you look at individual sports, I think we actually have it. If you look at some of the more popular individual sports, in men's tennis, I believe Roger Federer is already the greatest player of all time. He's not trending towards anything. And if he isn't, then it's either Rafa Nadal and Novak Djokovic, I guess, would be the one guy who's trending toward it. But you could make some argument for Nadal, and you could make arguments for a few others, going back to Rod Laver. But I think most people who love the sport of tennis and know something about it would say Roger Federer is the greatest men's tennis player that ever lived. I'm even more certain that people who know tennis would say Serena Williams is already the greatest female player that ever lived. I know she doesn't have the record for slams. Margaret Court does. But it was a different day and age. I believe... Practically everyone who knows anything about tennis would say Serena Williams is the greatest player in the history of the women's game. So we already have that. Golf. Tiger Woods. It's an interesting one. Is Tiger Woods the greatest golfer that ever lived? I believe he would say no. I believe that at his best, for the period of time that he was at his best, he was the best. He was better than Jack. He was better than Hogan. He was better than Jones. He was better than any other name you want to insert. But one of the real keys in golf is longevity because it's the sport you can play so long. Here's Tiger well into his 40s, and, and he is the reigning Masters champion and, and, and might win another or two. We're still counting to see if he catches Jack. So I think when you take into account longevity, I would not put Tiger ahead of Jack on the all-time list. That's me. But clearly, he's the name that we'd come up with. So if we were going to do it in the, in the team sports, there's two other names you might come to. In baseball, is Mike Trout trending towards being 
the greatest player ever. People who really know the sport will tell you he's got a shot. His numbers would suggest he has a shot. Now, a lot of people who I think really love the sport and really know it would suggest numbers are so different, so vastly different right now than they've ever been before that it's difficult to compare. But they do have the stat, the statistic of wins above replacement. And his wins above replacement value, I think, is second all time. So Mike Trout might be trending towards being the greatest player of all time. And then, of course, in the NBA, you have LeBron James, who, in the opinion of some people, that means something to me. Some people whose opinions I value, Jay Williams has said it on my TV show on Get Up a million times. He and others believe LeBron is the greatest player of all time. Now, I don't think he is. I think he's somewhere in the neighborhood of fourth or fifth, but that's just my opinion. LeBron certainly is someone who belongs in that conversation. So I'm going to take some calls on this a little later. Don't call now because I'm not going to have time to get to it in the next little bit, and I don't want you to sit on hold. I'll tell you when to call, but I will take some tweets on it. Hashtag Greeny. Use the hashtag Greeny, Greeny with a Y, and let me know who you think, and is there anyone I'm leaving out who is trending towards being the greatest player in the history of his or her sport? If you want to include the individual sports, that's fine. I don't think there were any fighters heading in that direction. Maybe MMA, I will admit to not knowing that sport nearly as well. If you're going to tell me that there's, there's a fighter in UFC right now who is the greatest of all time, I'll take your word for it. I, I don't know enough about it to, to make comparisons. Boxing, certainly not. Tyson Fury is, does not belong in a conversation with Joe Lewis or Ray Robinson or Muhammad Ali. So the individual sports are golf, tennis. What am I forgetting? And then the team sports. Is there a hockey player? Is Connor McDavid? Do people think he's trending towards being Gretzky? I would, I would depend on you. I, w- I would lean on you for that because I don't know the ins and outs of the sport as well as you might. So tweet me. Use the hashtag Greeny. And again, we'll take some calls on this a little bit later. And we will talk further about it then. And, and we'll see if you think there is another athlete who is trending towards being the greatest of all time. But to me, the one who feels the likeliest is Mahomes. Mahomes as it's set up in ways that I've never seen before. Mahomes is the perfect storm. I've said this often of the Broadway musical Hamilton. Hamilton is what happens, if any of you have been lucky enough to see it, and, and if you haven't seen it on the stage, and who knows when we'll ever get to see anything on the stage again, um, but it's on Disney Plus right now. Little plug, but boy, is it worth it. Um, I got to see it multiple times in the theater. I'm very fortunate in that, Ray. And, and I've said before, Hamilton is what happens when you get everything right. When the writing is perfect, when the performances are perfect, when the casting is perfect, when everything is perfect. That's what Patrick Mahomes is. Patrick Mahomes is Hamilton because everything is perfect. The coaching staff is perfect. The, the surrounding cast is perfect. The, the, the offensive talent is perfect. The, the, the era in which he comes in, the way the game is played and, and, and officiated and called and everything else is perfect. But, of course, none of that matters if he isn't the goods, and he is the goods. He is as individually talented as any player I've ever seen right there with Aaron Rodgers and anyone else you want to mention. So he's what happens when absolutely everything comes together right, when you get everything right. So I believe he is going to be that. The caveat is always injury, but barring that, I believe, and I will say this comfortably on his 25th birthday, that Patrick Mahomes is trending towards being the greatest quarterback that ever lived. Obviously, he's got to get there. There's a lot of work to be done. But let me hear from you. Hashtag Greeny, and again, we'll take some calls on this a little bit later. Coming up next, I will identify for you the player who I believe is the most underappreciated immortal 
in sports today. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Greeny back with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Cars, homes, boats, motorcycles, RVs, and more at progressive.com. Good news From Shafty's Twitter feed, Adam Schefter tweeting just moments ago that all members of the the team, all players and staff on both the Browns and Bengals tested negative for the coronavirus leading into tonight's game. It's obviously great news and so far so good, obviously, on that front for the NFL. And we just continue to knock on whatever you have and keep your fingers crossed and hope that they can keep it going and hope that everyone remains healthy through that. So that is the good news. Uh, I want to thank everybody for sending all these tweets in. It's so much fun to sit here and read them fly in. Again, use the hashtag Greeny, and I'll see them, and I will respond. Again, I asked you, is there an athlete in sports today that you believe is trending towards being the greatest in the history of that sport, as I believe Patrick Mahomes might be, and we bring that up on his 25th birthday? Some good response, because I mentioned LeBron and I mentioned Mike Trout. I mentioned Serena. I mentioned Federer. And Tiger, two names that are flying in like crazy. One of them is Michael Phelps. Yes. Is he considered active? Is, is he going to compete in the summer games of next year? I, I don't even know that. He retired, then he came back, and he won all the gold medals again. He's certainly the greatest of all time. He's not trending towards anything. He's the greatest swimmer and maybe the greatest Olympian. Not even sure why I said maybe. He's the greatest Olympian of all time. So he is already that. He's not trending towards anything. Simone Biles, I really, I don't think I'm qualified to say. She's clearly, not only is she the best gymnast in the world, but she's, she's the most fun to watch. Watching her is, she's one of those rare athletes. She does things and you think to yourself, I've never seen anyone quite like that. But I don't consider myself well enough versed in gymnastics that I could tell you, is she markedly better than Mary Lou Retton or the stars of my youth, which were Olga Corbett and Nadia Comaneci? I just don't know. So I will, I will confess I'm not really the right person to ask. I did seem to strike a bit of a nerve when I said that I would put LeBron James fourth or fifth on my list of the greatest players ever right now. That seems to have made some people mad. I will explain. I like doing these things by Mount Rushmore's. My Mount Rushmore of basketball, LeBron James is optional. The first three spots belong to Michael Jordan, because I believe he is the greatest player ever. 
Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, because I believe he is the most accomplished player ever, and Bill Russell, because he is the greatest winner ever. Those three spots, I believe, are earned. The fourth spot, you could, you could defend a lot of arguments. I probably would put LeBron James there. But if you wanted to tell me you wanted to put Will Chamberlain there, you get no fight from me. You want to put Magic Johnson there, you get no fight from me. I can hear my father right now, wherever he is, saying, Michael, if you leave Oscar Robertson out of this conversation, I'm switching the station. And there are other names that you could put in there. I, again, for me, it would come down, it, based, based on what I've seen and all that, it's Wilt, Magic, and LeBron. And I think you could put them in any order you want. And you wouldn't be wrong. Now you're just getting into opinion. But for all of you who seem to be so upset that I put LeBron fourth, that's what I meant. I don't know that he was a greater player than, is a greater player than Bill Russell or Kareem, but those guys deserve their due. I mean, come on. Kareem is the greatest high school player ever, the greatest college player ever. He's the all-time leading scorer in the history of the NBA. He won five championships and six MVPs. Or, excuse me, six championships and five MVPs. I mean, come on. You got to give it to him. And Bill Russell, he just, all, all he did was win the championship every year. So you got to give it to those guys. Okay, I didn't mean to get sidetracked with that, um, but I enjoy reading the tweets, and please keep them coming. I told you I would tell you who the most underappreciated immortal is in sports today. His name is Russell Wilson. He's my pick to win this this year's league MVP, and he's off to quite a start. Sunday against Atlanta, he had as many touchdown passes as he did incompletions, four of each. Sunday night, he plays the Patriots. That means Bill Belichick. And listen to Belichick today talking about Russell Wilson. Honestly, I think he's, you know, in a way maybe underrated by, by the media or the fans. I don't know. But, I mean, I don't, I don't really see anybody better than this player. I agree. There isn't anybody better than him. I mean, Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Deshaun, all these young guys come into the league and they get all this, all this attention. I do believe. I don't know if it's because of – the market that he plays in, I, I know a generation ago, the, the people in Seattle complained that team that went to the Super Bowl that year and got they got screwed on those bad calls against Pittsburgh, whatever year that was. Um, I know at that time they used to complain they got no attention because they were in Seattle. I think that changed when they were the Legion of Boom and they had Beast Mode and all that kind of stuff. I think they did get a lot of attention. Maybe now that they don't have either of those things, maybe the people have forgotten them a little. Russell Wilson is as good as anybody, as good as anybody. He's as good a pocket passer, he's as good at throwing, he's as good a leader, he's as good at any of it. If you want to make a list of the best quarterbacks in, in, in the National Football League right now, Russell Wilson's on it. I don't care how short the list is. And he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, and I totally agree with Belichick. He gets much less attention than he deserves. And I'll tell you something else about that game. If the Patriots think they're going to run Cam Newton 15 times, I've got news for him. Jamal Adams is going to ruin your season. Jamal Adams, and, and by the way, to all the folks in Seattle, you're welcome. That guy is so good. Jamal Adams is so good. Only the Jets could trade him. Jamal Adams is the kind of player who, who changes a team. The Jets are just unchangeable. They're unfixable. But Jamal Adams is both in the combination of the way he plays, the things he does on the field, and the leadership that he provides, Jamal Adams is invaluable. And he is the reason that I think Seattle, I originally picked them to win the division. I may have undersold it. I'm starting to rethink that preseason prediction. I'm starting to think Seattle might be the best team in the NFC because they have Russell and they have Jamal Adams. 
Jamal Adams is that kind of good. He makes that much difference, I think. And I'll tell you right now, he is going to ruin your season if you run Cam Newton at him too many times. I know Cam is big and strong, but he's taking a lot of hits. And Jamal Adams will hit anything that moves. So I, I'm, beware. If you think you're going to run the ball 15 times with your quarterback against Seattle, and Pete Carroll said it, we have a defense that we're looking to, quote, knock the hell out of you. That was a, that's a quote from Pete Carroll yesterday. And he's right. All right, Greeny with you. Let me, um, let me give you my power ranking. So ESPN.com does its power rankings of the NFL teams. I'll give you mine. I watched all the games this weekend, and then I sat and watched them over again. Here are my power rankings. Number one is Kansas City. Chiefs are the best team in the NFL. They made Houston look terrible. And Houston, while, while they will suffer for the loss of DeAndre Hopkins, they aren't terrible. They just ran into the best team in football and they're going to get better. Seattle is two. I'm putting the Seahawks two. I think Jamal Adams makes that defense nasty again. Russell Wilson, they're going to get Josh Gordon. Don't know what that'll mean, but DK Metcalf, I put them two. Baltimore is three. I I need to see one more game from them. The way they dominated Cleveland, to me that was 50-50, how good the Ravens are and what Cleveland might be. Let me see one more game. Baltimore's three. They probably deserve to be two. Pittsburgh is four. The Steelers with that defense and Big Ben and Juju and the two guys who can run it. The Steelers are four. And the Packers are five. Aaron Rodgers is going on a scorched earth tour. And he's going to have a huge year. And coming up in a moment, I'm going to ask Lewis Riddick, what do the Packers do if Rodgers plays like that? all year and keeps it going next year. Then what happens? Fascinates me. We'll ask Lewis that question. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny with you, and I invite you to listen to the two podcasts, uh, the Greeny from the radio show here and the Get Up podcast. Both of them today will have bonus football content, which is brought to you by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. And my friend Lewis Riddick is with me here on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. We had a really we had a lot of fun this morning on Get Up. Lewis, of course, now one of the voices on Monday Night Football in addition to so much else. Thank you, as always. Hello, Lewis. 
Greeny, what's up, my man? How you doing? Well, we were fired up this morning, and that was a lot of fun, and yeah. I think you enjoyed it, uh, and I appreciate that. Okay, I've got a bunch of things to get to with you here, so let's start quickly. Here's the question. Aaron Rodgers played so well Sunday. You're, you know more about building teams and rosters and everything else than almost anyone I know. If he plays great, let's just live in a world where he plays great this year and into next year. What do the Packers do with the quarterback they just drafted number one this past season? They, you know, they had the luxury then of just taking their time and developing him, not rushing him onto the football field any sooner than need be. And look, there's, there's varying opinions, Greeny, about just how soon Jordan Love was going to be ready anyway, regardless of where he was drafted. Many people thought if he was drafted, you know, in the top half of the first round, which he was rumored to be, you know, valued at by some teams, that that would be a mistake because that would come with increased expectations. And many smart offensive football people thought he needed the time, that he needed to go to a place just like this, just like Pat went to Kansas City and sat behind Alex Smith, to take some time, let him develop, and then unveil him at the right time. And right now, based on Aaron's week one performance, that's just how it's going to play out because you'd be foolish. You'd be foolish to put Aaron, push Aaron Rodgers out any faster than it needs, than need be especially considering that he obviously has kind of served notice to everyone in the NFL and around the world who follows football, I'm still here. I'm still what many people consider to be one of the most talented quarterbacks we have seen in the past 15 years. Don't push me out. Don't put dirt on me too quickly. I think that's right. And and what he did, that's a statement win at Minnesota, even though, as I keep saying, I'm not sure the road piece of this matters the way it usually does. But one way or another, that is a big win for the Packers last week. Uh, Lewis, just a moment ago, I played uh, some uh, soundbite from Bill Belichick's press conference in which he said he thinks Russell Wilson doesn't get nearly enough attention for how great he is. And I spent a few minutes agreeing with that thought completely. So I will ask you, do you think the football world at large understands just how good Russell Wilson is. I don't mean people like you who study the tape, but that generally speaking, he is as appreciated as he should be. And how good do you think his team is this year? No, I I agree with him. And we talked about this this morning on, on, on get up, right? I mean, he is somebody who, because of the style that Pete ideally wants to play, which is ball control, high run percentage in terms of overall play calling, play it close to the vest, so to speak, field position, special teams, great defense. That's where they you know, have historically, since he's been there, where, where they've made the most uh, investment in terms of salary cap dollars committed to the roster. And Russ has always been one of those guys who, even though now he is being paid top dollar, he's been looked at as someone who, yeah, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll tap into him when we need him to really pull it out for us. But generally speaking, we're not going to put it on him. That's just philosophically not really how we're wired. And I think that leads to people going, well, is he really good enough then to be that kind of guy? Well, hell yeah, he's good enough. And I think it, it could be argued that if this was a, an offense that was philosophically wired the same way like Kansas City's is wired, or Green Bay in the past has been wired, Russ would be thrown for you know 4K, 4,500, 5K year after year and putting up 40, 45 touchdowns. And, he, and he's proven that he can do that. So I, I think just because of how Pete has built his roster and how he has kind of put his stamp on that organization since him and John Snyder and GM have been there, that Russ kind of gets suppressed as far as who are the best quarterbacks are concerned conversation. But people who play against him, and if you watch him closely, you know this. How many times, Greeny, have you turned on a Seattle game and it just looks like it's almost Russ, drop back, 
do something. Mm-hmm. Just make it happen for us. Just do something. And sometimes, you know, like the structure of their offense in the past has looked like that. And that's because they know how special he is. And I think this year, you may, you may see him turn loose unlike you've never seen him before. Greeny presented by Progressive's Home Insurance. Get your quote at Progressive.com today. Again, Lewis doing Monday Night Football now. You've got Las Vegas against New Orleans. So two questions. I only have a minute here. The first one is simple. How many times do you think you will call them Oakland during the course of that game? (laughs) Uh, Probably at least least once. But I think that that glitzy new stadium, man. I know it would be hard to forget that you are in Vegas. That's for sure. It is. It is. I'm sure it is. It is. It is hard for me to keep remembering to say it. That said, I'm sure you started looking at the tape already. What are you seeing, particularly from the Saints coming off Week One? Oh, that they are really look. They're really strong defensively. Okay, they have real good pass rushers. Cam Jordan's fantastic. Demario Davis at linebacker. We're going to talk about. He's like the Russell Wilson of defense. This guy's an All Pro. And people, when you think of linebacker play, you, the first thing that jumps off, you know, that jumps off your tongue is not Demario Davis, but it will be when you watch this game Monday night. And then the secondary, they're just fantastic. Marshawn Lattimore and Janaris Jenkins. Ask Tom Brady what he thinks about him after Week One. And then on on offense, you know, it's about Drew. Michael Thomas probably not going to play with that high ankle sprain. That's a huge loss. But this is one of the most resourceful teams with one of the most one of the longest tenured head coach quarterback combinations that we've seen. And Drew will Drew will be Drew. So it's going to be a heck of a challenge, despite the fact that they're going out to Vegas to play the Raiders, who are amped up right now, man. They've got some young playmakers on that team as well. And they start their for their, their new life in their new stadium on Monday night. We'll be watching, Lewis. Thank you, as always. I'll see you next week. You got it, man. Okay. That's Lewis Riddick, who's just terrific. And we, my, my, so my son and I, we put together my DraftKings roster every single week, and we're looking through the names. And Stevie says to me, Dad, what is LV? And I'll admit for a second, it, it took me a second to remember what it was. That's going to take some getting used to. Now, I'm old enough to remember when the Raiders moved from Oakland to Los Angeles and then moved back when they were the L.A. Raiders. This, this, I'm sure we'll get used to it. I'm sure we'll get used to it quickly. But I, I still, I see the helmets. It is still, it is going to take some getting used to calling them the Las Vegas Raiders. One way or the other, I created a little bit of a stir this morning. I'll explain how next. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can get more from Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. And don't miss Greeny on Get Up every morning at 8 Eastern on ESPN. Greeny, the podcast.